Baseball is right around the corner with opening day, and the Kansas City Royals have their opening day starter with Zach Grinke. Plus, in Surprise, Arizona, the Royals have been very fun with many bats lighting it up. Can the Royals continue that success into the regular season? All of that and more coming up on today's Lockdown Royals podcast, the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. And on today's show, we're going to dive into the Royals naming their opening day starter with Zach Grinke. Are the Royals actually going to be a fun team as they are in spring training? And who stands out the most down in Surprise, Arizona right now? But Zach Grinke is your opening day starter. This is awesome. What more can you say? Baseball's around the corner. Baseball's almost back at the K. Next week, a week from today, baseball is back. And the Royals take on the Cleveland Guardians. Folks, watching this come full circle and watching Bobby Witt Jr. play behind Zach Grinke on opening day at 3 p.m. at the K will bring tears to your eyes. How can you not be romantic about baseball after Zach Grinke brought the Royals to Cy Young and part of the reason why the Royals have a championship core with Lorenzo Cain and Alcides Escobar and that Brewers trade and just everything that went into Zach Grinke's first tenure in Kansas City. Now he's back saying all the right things, wants to help the Royals develop this young pitching core. And remember, without this young pitching core, if... These guys fail like a Brady Singer, like a Chris Bubich, like a Jackson Kolar. If you don't see Asa Lacey and these guys succeed, then folks, this rebuild restarts. This rebuild is predicated on these arms. And so Zach Grinke, a bona fide Hall of Famer, a guy that has uh, so much experience in baseball at so many different stops and organizations, has been around so many players and knows what it takes to be an MLB pitcher, Having that guy willing to mentor these young pitchers is massive for the Royals to get back to where they want to be. So you watch as this has come full circle. Now you watch as Zach Grinke ushers in the new wave of Royals baseball, being there for all the young pitchers and also pitching and having Bobby Witt Jr. behind him, the face of the Royals right now, honestly. I mean, he hasn't played a single game for the Royals, and he is one of not the most recognizable Royals from a national perspective, obviously in Kansas city, that's still Salvador Perez from a national perspective. Everyone is just super hyped and, and buzzing about Bobby Witt jr. And if Bobby Witt jr. Can live up to that hype and can fulfill what these prospect gurus thinks he can, he'll be the best Royals player in my entire lifetime. That is massive. And so it's cool. It's a cool storyline. The last time that Zach Grinke was the Royals opening starter back in 2010, the lineup was David DeJesus, who, funny story, obviously, Royals fan my entire life. 
And obviously, the Royals have had two good seasons in my entire life. They were in it in 2013. They were in it in 2017. But, of course, only made the playoffs twice in my life. And so, that led to me liking a lot of bad baseball. And instead of wanting to be Barry Bonds or Derek Jeter or any of these other superstars, playing with football, I tried to be David DeJesus. I tried to be Billy Butler. I tried to be Alex Gordon. Even Chris Getz. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like Chris Getz. It's just a funny story. And hopefully those days are behind us in Kansas City. Uh, Scott batting second. Billy Butler third. Rick and Keel fourth. Was again fifth, Willie Bloomquist, my guy. Oh my gosh, these are just blasts from the past of just watching this Royals club back in the two thousands. Yoneski Betancourt, Jason Kindle, Chris Getz, and here's the projected opening day roster according to FanGraphs for this year: Whit Merrifield, Bobby Witt Jr., Salvador Perez, Andrew Benatendi, Carlos Santana, Hunter Dozier, Alberto Mondesi, Michael A. Taylor and Nicky Lopez. I will take this lineup over that 2010 lineup any day of the week and twice on Sunday. This is going to be awesome. And if you at all are capable, time-wise, you're getting off work on a Thursday at 3 p.m., financially, if you can be at the K on opening day, I highly, highly recommend it. This will be the second most hyped opening day of my lifetime. You cannot top, you cannot top Sunday night baseball, against the Mets who you just beat in the World Series, raising a banner over the Royals Hall of Fame. You can't top that. I don't think you're ever going to top that in my lifetime. Because again, all the suffering we went through for 30 years between playoff appearances, for many of us, that's the only time we've ever seen good baseball. And you're playing on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. Like I know that the ESPN broadcast is not the greatest and that people like to make fun of it, but this is still a national stage that the Royals do not find themselves on very often. So that opening day will be incredibly special. And, and, and what are the odds that the baseball gods just happen to align the schedule, which happens before the playoffs, to have the Royals and Mets playing on opening day? What are the odds, right? And you split the celebrations. You have you know, the, the banner on Sunday. You have the ring ceremony on Tuesday. What are the odds? But this opening day, you feel like the Royals are starting to come out of this rebuild. And while it might not result in the playoffs this year, it should result in a very competitive and fun team to watch all year long. You have the Zach Grinke storyline. You also have the debut of Bobby Witt Jr., who could be the best player the Royals have ever had, not named George Brett. And could be the first ever face of baseball in my lifetime that plays in Kansas City. And you could have two of the most dominant and recognizable professional athletes playing in the same parking lot until, of course, the Royals go downtown, but we're not going to talk about that right now. And maybe the, the Chiefs go to Kansas, which, what a storyline that was. This opening day is going to be second to only the Mets banner opening day. I would guarantee it. Think about how exciting Eric Hosmer day was. It's not only opening day, it's Bobby Witt Jr. day against the Cleveland Guardians on April 7th at 3 p.m. If you can find ways to get tickets, if you can find ways to get off, this, off of work, if you can find ways to get to the ballpark that day, I would highly recommend you get to the ballpark that day. And I'm going to sell you even more on that coming up as we talk about how fun this team has been in spring training. Can they continue that fun streak into the regular season? We'll talk about that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at Bet Online, folks. 
after months of playing college basketball, has determined the top four teams that will advance to the Final Four and will determine their national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your source for all betting needs and sports info. From all of this, odds, contests, and player props, you name it, BetOnline remains the best spot for your sports developments, including podcasts and reviews of all the leagues this season. It's not just basketball, though. BetOnline is a continued source for all your sporting wagering needs, including the NFL Draft, MLB, NBA, NHL, all that fun stuff, and Vegas casino games. So go right now to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today at BetOnline where the game starts. And folks, this is how easy it is. You go to the URL, you type in BetOnline, folks, BetOnline.net, you go to their sports book, and watch as we open up the basketball tab and go to Men's Basketball March Madness. And here's the first prop. Will any player in the Final Four score over 21 and a half points? I'm going to say yes to that. And here's one for you Kansas fans. What will be shown first during the Kansas and Villanova matchup? Will Villanova national title champ, you know, national championship highlights be shown first, or will the Mario Chalmers shot be shown first in their highlight package? Another one, NCAA tournament most outstanding players. Remy Martin is at plus 1,000. Okay, Baji is at plus 500. Christian Bronze uh, is at plus 2,200. Go check out betonline.net. They have everything you need over there to bet and enjoy the Final Four before we get into baseball season in a week from now. Also, they have over-unders, which we're going to get to in another episode, over-under home runs for Perez, for what Merrifield, for even Bobby Witt Jr., we're getting to all of that coming up uh, as well in future episodes. But right now, go to betonline.net. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. However, follow the show on Twitter for my baseball takes at Lockdown Royals. So thank you for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. For your second listen, go check out the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast hosted by Lindsey Crosby. It's a prospect encyclopedia that he is. He goes deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow like Bobby Witt Jr. It's free and available across all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Go check it out today. Lockdown MLB Pro, uh, podcast. Allah, the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast, but also check out the Lockdown MLB podcast as well. If you want the national perspective on baseball, we'll have more on that later on and check out the lockdown guardians podcast check out all the podcasts we have a podcast for every team in the mlb and you need to get set for baseball this year with all the moving and shaking and the free agent frenzy go hear about what every team's kind of settled on and next week we have on tuesday a roundtable episode with all of our other al central hosts so make sure you check back for that one it's a roundtable with me and lockdown twins lockdown guardians lockdown white Sox, lockdown tigers we go deep into the division, who's going to win it, who's going to make the most noise, who's in the best shape for the future, all that fun stuff coming up on the Lockdown Royals podcast and on the Lockdown MLB podcast. So make sure you go check out our roundtable on Tuesday, releasing on Tuesday, bright and early for your commute to work or while you're at the office or while you're just at home, whatever you do, uh, you can listen to Lockdown Royals. Now, we just sold you on opening day. What an emotional and fun day that will be, huh? I mean, that will just be awesome. And let me know in the comments, how much better you think this year's projected opening day lineup, according to Fangraphs, is than the 2010 Royals opening day lineup. 
whenever Zach Grinke was on the bump before. And I'm interested to see how the rotation shakes out past Zach Grinke. Uh, of course, if you go to fan graphs and they project the lineup and they project the depth chart, uh, they have it shaking out as Grinky, Keller, Singer, Bubich, and Carlos Hernandez. Hernandez had a really good start today in spring training. Uh, we'll see what that means you know, for his future. I, I tend to agree. I mean, I think you can flip-flop Singer and Keller. Or it wouldn't surprise me if you flip-flop Hernandez and Bubich or whatever you want to do. But I think that that's your rotation. That's kind of the order that's going to fall, and we'll just see how everyone reacts to the rotation the first time through the order and, and go from there. But it'll be interesting to see exactly how it's mapped out. I mean, the Astros and Dusty Baker had a incredible re, re, you know revelation today with having uh, Justin Verlander start the third game, I believe. Uh, Jake Odorizzi starting the second game. And, uh, you know, we were so close to getting Shohei Otani against Justin Verlander on opening day. That would have been another great uh, baseball storyline. And sadly, we don't get that. Instead, it'll be... Uh, Voldez against Shohei, which will still be very fun. Obviously, it's fun to watch Shohei anytime he's on the mound. A lot of good baseball on opening day, obviously. I think that my favorite matchup is probably Red Sox-Yankees, as boring and traditional as that sounds. There's just not a lot of ton eye-poppy matchups. I'm, I'm fascinated by how the Mariners and Twins shake out. Two teams that's done some things in the offseason. For the Mariners, they've gone all in. For the Twins, they've kind of just shuffled the deck around a little bit, and they've kind of just moved Justin Austin to New York and brought in Carlos Correa and have you know a flyer on Gio Oshella and Gary Sanchez. They're interesting, and I just don't know how to gauge the Twins just yet. And the Mariners, it's put up or shut up time. This is the year with the expanded playoffs and the moves you've made. You really have to make the postseason, in my opinion, if you're the Mariners with the expanded postseason. Uh, other than that, the matchups are pretty meh. Astros-Angels, honestly, is one of the other top matchups, and that will be, uh, I believe, a game on national television. But uh, you know, th- that'll be a game because of the fact that, again, the Angels signed Syndergaard to one-year deal. You've tried to bolster that bullpen. Can you get Trout? Can you get Shohei? Can you get Anthony Rondon to the postseason this year? And can you make some noise in that West uh, as the Astros lose Springer last year, lose Correa this year, and start to retool that core on the fly. So a lot of good, interesting things that happen on opening day. And of course, throughout the entire season, the Royals will play opening day, their series against the Guardians, starting on Thursday, off day for weather on Friday. And then of course, we round out the three game set Saturday and Sunday. Again, we only know the opening day starter for the Royals, Zach Cranky. You can imagine though, Shane Bieber, uh, health-wise, as long as he's healthy, will start opening day for the Guardians. And that will be a ton of fun in the K. Now let's talk about spring training. Look, we know spring training does not matter a bit. We know that you cannot take too much from spring training. We know. But the Royals have been very fun this spring training. The Royals have been dangerously fun this spring training. Let's just take a peek at what's happening with the hitters. Bobby Witt Jr. is hitting 476 with two home runs. Six RBIs, two stolen bases, only two strikeouts, a 1.379 OPS, two doubles, and eight runs scored. He is absolutely tearing the cover off the baseball. That's Bobby Wood Jr., the face, of the, the face of your franchise in the future, and one of the best prospects ever. The best prospect in baseball right now. That's fun. 
Kyle Isbell, who gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, especially after starting the year on the big league club last year and then getting sent down and what, you know, how his season unfolded. He's betting 286 with a 1.2110 average. I should say, excuse me. He's betting 286 with a 1.210 OPS and a 400 on base percentage with three home runs and a triple with nine RBIs. I, I personally am a huge Kyle Bell stan, uh, but look, this this team, despite you know, not looking at to some on the outside on paper, is pretty loaded. I mean, to get Isbell in the lineup, you're going to take out, you know, you're going to take out Benatendi? No. Are you going to take out Michael A. Taylor? I don't think so to start the year, obviously. And then you have Whit Merrifield and Wright because you need to open up second base, shortstop, and third base. You need Whit Merrifield and Wright. So there's not really a way to squeeze in Kyle Isbell in this, in this outfield. And that's a shame. And maybe you, you know, maybe the, what you have to do is if, if Santana or Dozier get off to awful starts, you only have room in the lineup for one of them. So they play first base and then the DH spots open for Mondesi, who is have, you know, battling injuries and maybe you want to use it to keep him healthier than he has been in recent history. And that slides down Merrifield to, you know, second and slides over, uh, Wit to the short or, or stays with it, you know, stays by what junior at third and puts Nicky Lopez at short. However, you want to work that out. And then you have this bell go out and right. So there's ways to get him in there. It's just not as clear and obvious without, you know, without the decommitment from Carlos Santana and Hunter Dozier. But he deserves a chance, I think, this season to be an everyday ball player. And again, same problem with Oliveras, who's done everything right. Like he's played well every time he gets the chance at the MLB level. And this spring, he's betting 609 with a 600 OBP with a 1.861 OPS with one walk, two stolen bags, 10 RBIs, three home runs, a triple, and four doubles. But where are you going to put him? I think that, in my opinion, Edward Livieras has solidified his spot on the roster and will be a bench player for you. As Cam Gallagher today wins the backup catching job, no surprise there, but he did win it. So that's one bench spot gone. But I do think that Edward Livieras deserves a crack on the bench. And maybe that takes away from Kyle Isbell breaking camp with the Royals because again, due to the lack of ability to get him playing time every single day, uh, maybe that they want to rather start him in the minor leagues and have him playing every single day as a young player. But still, I think that Everett Lewis deserves a shot in the bigs again. Uh, Hunter Dozier, again, somebody who I think has a make or break season coming. I know they gave him an extension last year, but you cannot keep holding on to Hunter Dozier and, and to guys like Carlos Santana if they're going to continue to play bad. Right. And so like, I think that this, the, the first half of the season will be massive for Hunter Dozier and he's batting four uh, 81 right now with a one dot Oh three, seven OPS. He needs this. He needs to have a strong start or he gets passed by. It's as simple as that. If this roster is totally healthy as it is right now, which in baseball, you know, will not happen. But if it is, there's too many other options to get Dozier out of the lineup. There's just too much pressure. There's too, you know, it's just all boiling up. Whereas in years past, the Royals have been very bad. And their young players have not been even close to the big leagues. Now that's all changing. Now it's coming to a, a, a head where Dozier has to put up or shut up this year. And so it's a good start for him. He needed that good start. Amonese's playing well. I mean, again, small sample size with Amonese in spring, but uh, he has a 896 OPS. No worries about what Merrifield or Sauter Perez. Obviously, Witt's batting over 400. Sauter Perez batting 348 with a 940 OPS. You know, those guys, they could be batting a buck oh six and nobody would bat an eye because it's spring training and there's nothing to worry about. However, there is one player on this hot streak list that I've put together that I really want to dive into because I think that it really does um, 
it really does, I think, have cause for optimism. And it might not look that way on the surface. But I want to dive deeper into it coming up on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Royals for your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. Make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. It is hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. He brings you the unique perspective on the major league past and present. It's free and available across all platforms, just as we are at Lockdown Royals. Now let's dive into the last topic of today, which is Jackson Kowar. Now you might, if you haven't been like, you know, watching, listening, I don't blame you. It's spring training. The six ERA might not kind of do it justice. Jackson Kowar, who struggled to command his entire career so far, albeit a young career, has only two walks through six innings. He's gotten the command down. Now, does he still need to work on his fastball and make it more deceptive? Sure. Is this going to last? Who knows? It's a six-inning sample size. But it's a sample size we have to work on. And this is an incredible pace for him. He's never really gotten to get on it at the big league level or you know at the competitive high uh, stakes level. Six innings, two walks. I love to see that from Jackson Kowar. And so far in spring, the Royals are seven and four, a half a game back of another Cactus League title. Now, the Royals have won Cactus League titles in the past. They don't mean a heck of beans, but it's still cool. And, and you'd look, you'd rather be hot going into the regular season than cold. I think that that's kind of obvious. But ultimately, all this goes out the window April 7th, and you have to actually put your money where your mouth is and get it done on opening day and throughout and also have sustained success. The Royals were the best team in baseball a month in the best team in baseball a month in. And what did that get them? Second to last place in the division up uh, on fifth place by half a game. So it got them nothing, right? This year is about being a fun, exciting team. And in my opinion, the goal should be the playoffs. Like you should aim for the playoffs, but an acceptable season would be if you finish, you know, five or less games out of the playoffs, you should be that competitive this year. In my opinion. Now I want to hear from you what you think about the Royals on Twitter at Lockdown Royals and make sure you comment down below on YouTube and everywhere else you get your podcast from. It's free and available anywhere you get podcasts from until tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another.